Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to the Big Cruise Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the Big Cruise Podcast. My name is Baz, I'm your host, and it is my absolute pleasure to bring you um, a bonus episode this week. Now, it is a little later than planned, uh, but uh, it's just been one of those weeks. But I am so excited. We're sharing a great cruise review uh, by Neil in the UK, all about Celebrity Apex. And we'll get more of that information when we catch up with him in just a second. Just a quick reminder, there are a few things that you can do to help us here at the Big Cruise Podcast. The easiest and cheapest one is just to simply listen, like, subscribe and review. Wherever you listen to the podcast, be it be on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, the list goes on and on. Um, You can do that on your favourite podcast directory. And just a reminder, we're also now available on Amazon and also Audible. Otherwise, if you have uh, the means to do so, you can make a small donation via the Big Cruise podcast. It's very simple. You make a donation uh, by the cost of a coffee, about four Australian dollars, and that just helps to keep us on air. And uh, by doing so, you receive priority access to each and every episode of the podcast. So a little uh, teaser there for you. And lastly, we don't talk about it a great deal, but if you're looking for some uh, ethical t-shirts and hoodies, etc., and maybe a great gift for Christmas, on the website there is Sustainable Cruise Fashion. Basically, each of those products on there is sourced using organic cotton, it's produced using only green energy, and there is zero plastic in the whole process. So it's just doing the right thing where we can to uh, give you the opportunity to get some merchandise. And you can even design your own if you're going on a family reunion, you want to have matching t-shirts, as uh, terrible as sometimes they are, um, you can design your own on there as well. And lastly, if you listen to the last episode, you will know that we are up for the uh, Listener's Choice Award in the Australian Podcast Awards, and uh, we really do need each and every one of you to help us out by making a vote. It's very simple to do so. The link to it is in the show notes today. Um, It's basically Australian Podcast Awards forward slash vote. So no the, it's just Australian Podcast Awards dot com forward slash vote and um, 
by going on there, simply popping in your name, your email address, and voting, um, you are making a big difference. Now, it is important that you do qualify or verify or confirm your vote. Basically, you receive a short email with a little link in it. Just click on that. That's all you need to do to make sure that your vote is actually counted and to make sure that you are a human and not a robot that is just creating lots and lots of votes for, for the, the internet. So thank you in advance. It doesn't matter what you do to try and make a difference, whether it's just simply listen, like, and subscribe, or whether you're able to make a donation. We truly appreciate it. But if you can vote, I'd be even more grateful. However, I've been talking for a long time. Let's get Neil on the line, and let's start discussing everything Celebrity Apex. I can't wait. Next up on uh, today's podcast, we've got a very special guest all the way from the UK who was very, very lucky to experience uh, not only Celebrity Cruise Lines, but Celebrity's latest ship, Celebrity Apex. Neil, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Baz. Very good to be here. Oh, no, my pleasure. Absolutely. Now, uh, we always do a bit of a backstory as to, to what made you decide to take this cruise. And uh, I guess the, the main reason was, was you haven't been able to travel for a long time and you were desperate to do something. But uh, fill me in. What attracted you to this particular sailing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were we were supposed to actually be going on Apex probably um, um, in, in about a month's time. Uh, so initially, we were booked to be going uh, on our first Caribbean cruise, uh, sailing out of Fort Lauderdale um, for a, for a nine night cruise as part of a um, a three week trip to the USA. But given mm. the restrictions getting in, um, that it got to the point where we had to make a call as to whether that was going to happen or not, and uh, it, it looked very unlikely. So. So we ended up sort of looking at doing the switch, as unfortunately a lot of people have had to do, and um, and we're really lucky that we were able to pick up yeah you know, the same ship that little bit earlier, uh, and obviously a little closer to home uh, in Europe. So yeah. uh, we really just jumped at the chance to sort of get on board the same ship because we were so looking forward to experiencing it, and um, you know, and just getting away as 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 all people are doing at the moment, and then uh, hopefully, um, you know, uh, the Australian. Uh, um, market will be able to open up very soon. Oh, fingers crossed, absolutely. Now, uh, for the benefit of the listeners, you were on Apex sailing out of Athens, Piraeus, of course, and uh, taking in some of the Greek Isles and also up to Dubrovnik, which is spectacular. Um, so it was a seven-night cruise in total, but um, I'm curious. I'm, I'm from the UK originally myself. How easy was it to to get from, from the UK through to Athens? What kind of loopholes or paperwork did you have to provide to, to just to be able to fly, let alone actually get on board the ship? No, it's a great question, Baz. I mean, first of all, we had to complete the um, the, the requirements for, for for the Greeks, so that it was just a case of loading up our vaccination certificate um, and and just completing the forms so that they were happy to let us in. Um, we didn't actually have to take a test from the from the UK to be able to fly into Greece, um, mm. so we were quite lucky from that point of view that that wasn't required. Um, from an airline's point of view, again, you just have to sort of complete all the T's and C's just so that they've got all the information at least uh, 48 hours in advance so that you can actually fly. But Mm -hmm. uh, getting to the airport, it was um, relatively normal. Um, And uh, and arriving in Greece certainly took uh, a little longer than than it would would do normally, just with the the additional checks, plus, of course, the fact that uh, um, we've left Europe. So uh, some of the the, the, the very easy methods of getting in in and out of uh, the other countries aren't uh, available to us quite as easily as they were in the past. But, Mm. um, But actually getting in 
into into Greece, um, yeah, so long as you're somebody that can just sort of just complete the paperwork in in advance, um, it all went very smoothly. And how were the airports? Were they particularly busy, or was it like like cr- traveling of yesteryear, or is it it's still kind of building? Surprisingly busy, actually. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean the 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 flight that we were on going down to to Athens, they'd replaced the the normal size aircraft with uh, a much bigger um, sort of transcontinental aircraft because they had so Brilliant. many people. And uh, I mean, because we'd uh, not travelled for a while, we actually had some cancelled uh, flights from uh, from during the pandemic. So we actually sort of uh, upgraded to to business class, and there was uh, over sixty people in business class um so and and the plane was absolutely full so uh certainly you know um travel is picking up and uh uh you know they seem to be uh doing very well at sort of starting to claw back some of some of the many many millions of pounds they've lost over the (laughs) over the last 12 months excellent now did you have any pre-time in athens have you spent any time there at hotel doing a bit of touring at all I mean, we took the, 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 the usual advice that everybody says and made sure that we got there the day before. Um, mm-hmm. We've been to Athens a couple of times um, on other cruises. So we've, 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 we've done sort of a, a couple of the, the, the usual suspects when it comes to the Parthenon and, and places like that. So yeah. um, we literally just sort of flew in, um, went to the hotel, had a lovely meal. Our, our hotel was uh, looking out um, over um, over the ruins sort of in central Athens. Yep. So that was a, a fantastic meal. And then just uh, got a good night's sleep in preparation for the cruise in the morning. Oh, how exciting. So let's get down to the cruise. Let's uh, um, ha- get down to the curbside and uh, hand over your bags. Uh, roughly how long did it take for you to, to get from curbside up into the gangway and onto the ship? So on on our cruise, everyone was getting tested before they went on board, uh, mm-hmm. and celebrity uh, were covering all of that. So you had to book a, a time slot in advance for that. Um, we'd actually booked uh, a relatively early time slot for that because we'd been given a, I think it was an eleven thirty boarding time. So we booked a, a ten thirty time slot for our um, our COVID test. Okay. Uh, we'd again registered before we before we got there with the the people that do that for celebrity and that meant that it just went incredibly smoothly uh we arrived we literally got given given the the the, the test kit went round where they had some uh, uh nurses administering it um they they did the test uh and then we went round into a, so like a waiting area there was probably at that point only about 20 people uh there oh, waiting and um it took about 20 minutes for the results to come through and it just come your number comes up on a um on a big screen and you go up and and, and literally they just put a sticker on our on our chest oh. <laughs> and we looked at each other and went is that a good sticker or is that a bad sticker <laughs> um, it turned out was, it was there a, a moment of panic as the, the number came up on the screen <laughs> there was yes i mean the only good thing was that it looked it looked the same as other people and we hadn't okay. seen anybody crying so <laughs> Brilliant. So it sounds like it's pretty straightforward and they got everything kind of uh, all organized. Very, very speedy process. Yeah, absolutely. It was, um, uh, I mean, they had a a sort of a large tented area that was all air conditioned to to administer all of this. And then sort of following from that, we just had to wait around for probably about another 10, 15 minutes. Um, And then they sort of uh, invited us through to sort of start boarding. And it just happened to be that where we were standing in in the big tent, um, we were the 
first ones that walked through and ended up being the the first ones walking on board which was uh, which was lovely and uh, as you can imagine you know although they've done a few sailings before you know the crew were incredibly happy to see us oh i can imagine yeah <laughs> and uh, walking up that gangway and i mean you have crews before but walking up the gangway and uh, having had a previous apex sailing uh, kind of cancelled what was the feeling when you walked into the atrium was it was it as impressive as you imagined it would be it, I mean, it was it was an amazing feeling. I mean, we we do love our cruises, and uh, just to, to sort of step back on board. I mean, we always feel, um, as a lot of people do, as soon as you're sort of walking on board, then that whole sort of you're in relaxation mode, and and, yeah, and everything, yeah. the world seems to be right. And uh, certainly, it was probably a little bit emotional for us, I think, as well. My mm-hmm. wife, uh, I think, uh, shed a little tear, but the, there was uh, plenty of crew there to welcome us on board. Um, yeah. In this particular instance, um, we were actually going in at the into the the, the destinations area that they have on the uh, the mm-hmm. Apex class ships, um, or, uh, or sorry, the Edge class ships, so that um, uh, you yeah, know. It, it's, I mean, it's a fantastic area compared to any other ship that you're going into on deck two, deck three. But um, it wasn't quite walking straight into the atrium, but uh, right. still a fantastic area. Brilliant. And what, were the, what was your first thing to do on board? Did you dash straight to your, your cabin or your stateroom or did you have a bit of a wander and take in the sights of the ship? Uh, the cabins were open uh, straight away, so we were on board probably by probably about quarter past eleven, and and the cabins were all ready for us. So we did just go and drop off our, our bags. Obviously, usually um, you know you have to wait another hour or an hour or two for 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 the ability to do that. But in this case, we could uh, go straight to the cabin. So we did that and uh, had a little explore as uh, as you do. Um, but mm-hmm. then we just went up to the uh, to the roof garden area and just sort of started taking the opportunity to have a look at the ship whilst it was still incredibly quiet and we were effectively one of the first few people on board incredible now uh, the next bit we normally cover off kind of lifeboat and muster station but i guess in this bit we can cover off everything kind of covid related now first of all let's explain to the listeners there were substantially fewer guests on the ship than is normal on uh, this class of ship so i think normally looking about 2900 to about 3400 guests on board but you had how many uh we had around about 480 (laughs) Wow. <laughs> so it was almost private yacht. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it must have been incredible. I guess I've got two feelings about that. Was it incredible and very spacious, or was it almost a little bit more like a ghost town, not enough people to kind of carry off the, the ambience and the atmosphere? It was really surprising, actually, because that, I mean, we didn't know how many people were on board or were on the shaling until um, until we actually sort of were, were probably a day in. But I think one of the reasons why there was so few was the week before um, they'd had just over a thousand. And then mm-hmm. the week after was going to be um, a president's cruise. Um, okay. So uh, it turned out that he actually wasn't going to be on board, but... Um, um uh, it was it was so the week after there was i think about 1500 people booked on so ours was probably slightly unusual just happened to hit uh, um a sweet spot i guess from our point of view but yeah. certainly there was plenty of enough people to make it feel you know like a normal cruise environment but just one that was uh, incredibly well staffed and uh, and certainly you didn't have to worry about where the uh, next sun lounge was going to be <laughs> so how about the, the muster station i know uh, the royal caribbean family in general are doing things very very differently how how was it on this particular ship 
Uh, very simple. We'd uh, we'd watch the videos uh, on the on the app, um, mm -hmm. and it obviously it registered that, that we'd done that, and then we just had to report to um, to our muster station that was uh, uh, just outside one of the main dining rooms. Uh, they obviously did the demo, a quick demonstration on the life jacket, um, and registered that we'd been there, and that was it. So, uh, fantastic experience, and uh, uh, certainly one of those examples of uh, technology making you know what oh. was quite a, a, a um probably one of the worst worst times of a cruise into a, a completely <laughs> seamless experience yeah i think the only place i actually like doing a muster drill is when you're in sydney harbour circular quay and you can see either the opera house or the the sydney bridge but anywhere else it's a pretty tedious event but yeah certainly the, the covid and technology changes are making things a lot better there how about around the ship were you required to wear masks going into lounges and things keeping on the covid theme so certainly masks were required indoors, basically, except when you're eating or drinking. And mm -hmm. uh, I have to say everybody, you know, um, sort of complied with that very well. Um, certainly as soon as you were near a bar or, or, or going to, you know, once you sat down at the restaurant, you could take them off. And, and obviously knowing that basically everybody on board um, had had the vaccination and everyone mm -hmm. had been, uh, had had a, had a yes. test, it did make you actually feel incredible incredibly safe um yeah. probably one of the safest environments you could be in and uh and that's incredible that's, that's exactly what i've been saying for the last 18 months to, to everybody and anybody in australia to, to try and get cruising restarted and but i guess until you you've been on a cruise and you understand the levels that they go to normally and the extra levels they're going to now it, it is definitely the safest way to travel without a doubt it is yes and and as you say it's just a case of trying to get people to understand how much better i mean it certainly feels much safer than going and staying in a in a hotel or or, or any other sort of leisure that you could really think of at the moment mm -hmm. yeah yeah now let's uh, let's head back to you to your cabin first of all let's 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 find out what cabin type you booked and whether you received that or whether you had a change prior to boarding and uh, what was the what were your thoughts on the layout the design the number of sockets the bathroom and of course that all important question was there a shower curtain or a shower screen no, it's a great question, and we were, I have to say, very, very impressed with with our cabin. So we'd booked a uh, sunset veranda. Um, we mm -hmm. do, we love um, you know, looking at, looking out over the the aft of the ship, and mm -hmm. it's something we did. We did have the pleasure of doing sailing out of uh, Sydney. We booked uh, when we did a, a New Zealand cruise. We booked a, um, an aft yeah. stateroom for for that as well. So um, it's it's a type of cabin that we really love. We did um, try the, um, the the bid up scheme to see whether we could get to uh, one of the suites, but um, even though there was plenty of suites um, unsold, <laughs> they, they they didn't take people's money from that point of view. So, um, but then we were incredibly happy with the cabin yeah. that we chose. Um, from a design point of view, it, I think it's a it's a great design. Uh, certainly feels a little bit more spacious than uh, an, an equivalent sort of balcony cabin been on on the Royal Caribbean ships that we've been on um mm -hmm. very sort of modern but 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 luxury in it in its design huge amount of storage space some of which you have to look really hard to find actually it almost <laughs> just looks like wood paneling but if you pull it it all opens up um uh plenty of uh, of of USBs um it's that bizarre thing that I think a few cruise lines are doing where they've got USB ports on one side of the bed, <clears throat> but on the, <clears throat> excuse me, sure. but, uh, but on the other side of the bed, there's the telephone. And unless you look really closely, you don't actually find that there's the USB slots on the side of the telephone. Um, oh, okay. 
so you have to look quite closely for those um but in in, in general very spacious see balcony wise it's a very long balcony being at the after mm-hmm. the ship so yeah. we had two full-size lounges and um yeah from a bathroom point of view um you know, ele- elegant, certainly spacious enough, and um, a really good size shower with the magical glass door. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it would be anything other than that, but uh, always like to, to ask, so no, that's great. Um, now let's head out around the ship and uh, visit some of the various different lounges and bars and things. Uh, uh, what was your, your feel of all the public areas and uh, anywhere a particular standout and draw you back time after time? I mean, certainly the you know the, the the pool deck and decks sort of fifteen and sixteen are the areas that deliver an absolute wow yeah. factor on 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 uh, on apex. Um, you've got the rooftop garden, which is a, a stunning area full of plants and small trees, and uh, mm-hmm. just a, an amazing area. There's some sort of nice shaded areas, um, plenty of large lounges. I mean, certainly has a feel of a of a five-star sort of hotel. Um, mm. So that's a lovely area to go to, although the only sort of comment I would have is it would be great if uh, you could get some some bar service there because there's there's not actually a bar located there and the, oh, okay. the, the people from the bar nearby don't ever seem to sort of come around to see if you'd like a drink. But that's, that's not to say you've got far to go for a bar, as, <laughs> as always on a, on a cruise ship. Um, there's the Sunset Bar uh, on the... Um, uh, on the these edge class ships, and that was fantastic. Great areas to sit, and some some great bar staff. Pool area was amazing. So that whole sort of area, um, going right the way through to the solarium at the front, was was absolutely amazing, and certainly the the the, the loveliest that I've ever seen on a cruise ship. And out of interest, certainly down here in Australia, celebrity is now promoted as uh, always included. So beverages and beverage packages are included in your normal cruise fare. Is that the case from from the UK now? It is, yes. I mean, we upgraded the beverage package to the um, to the sort of ultimate one, just so that we could include all our drinks. And, and from that point yep. of view, um, but it was a very modest upgrade fee, um, probably one of the least that that, that we've come across. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it was, yes, lovely. the The Wi Fi that's included within that package is um, fairly basic, shall we say? Um, mm-hmm. So it, it works fine for you know the odd the odd email or just keeping in touch with people but certainly um, you'd want to upgrade for the streaming package for sort of uh, if you wanted to do anything from the point of view of video calling Um, but in in general it's lovely to sort of not have to worry about those elements. (laughs) And how about the uh, the entertainment on board? Uh, Did it uh, tick all the boxes that you were looking for? Yes, I think the given the number of people on board, you tended to find that, for example, the shows were only being sort of done once per night as opposed to yeah. two. Um, so we made it to one of the theatre productions, and I have to say the the quality of the presentation in the theatre with the the huge LED screen that they have mm-hmm. um, wrapping around the back, and then the the um, stage actually sort of coming into the audience a little bit um, was yep. absolutely astounding. I mean, it, it's way beyond anything you see in West End from a quality oh, of production and, yeah. and what they can do. 
Um, we did one of the um, uh, sort of productions that they have in Eden, um, yep. and uh, that was very good as well. I think probably with Eden, I was maybe thinking they were going to have the the ability to do um, like they do on a 270 uh, on a, uh, a Royal yep. Caribbean um, ship where they can actually close off all of that glass area and use it as a um, as a sort of a, as a screen for, for presentations mm-hmm. and things. And they didn't seem to be able to do that. Um, so it was it was maybe not quite as versatile an area as I maybe thought it was going to be, but mm-hmm. uh, certainly full of obviously i think it's nearly three thousand plants in eden which is yep. just incredible on a, on a cruise ship and some amazing plants we did a, a little walking tour around um you know being shown all the different plants uh and it's a it's certainly a fantastic space again with some some great bar staff in there yeah there must be a number of uh, people that are employed purely to look after the the plants and uh, the, the things on board because there is a so many on, the, on this particular class of ship of course there is yes <laughs> And how about live entertainment? Was there plenty of uh, music uh, around the ship as you were walking around in the evening? Um, I would say, I mean, I mean, certainly the the, the main place where you where you saw the live entertainment was um, near the Martini Bar, um, which mm-hmm. was on on deck four. And there was more often than not there was a, a band or some music, um, live music playing in there, um, which was fantastic. Obviously, always a a good good quality. Um, so that seemed to be the, the the main other area. And then there was sort of show times in um, in in Eden or places like that if there wasn't. To a full production going on, so certainly, certainly, plenty of music available if uh, if that's what you wanted to to seek out. Um, but I suppose there wasn't a a bar sort of like you like you get on some um, mm-hmm. on some ships, a, a sort of a, a pub with a um, yeah. a, a sort of a, a guitarist or something like that in it. Fair enough. Um, and of course, the all important question of dining, which is always very important and very close to the heart of many cruisers. Uh, we'll start off with the, the, the casual included options such as the, the, the Lido type buffet, move through to, to main dining, and then of course, any speciality or unique experiences you had. And I do believe there was a particularly uh, interesting experience at a particular venue on board. So <laughs> let's work our way through those. So um, we'd certainly booked, um, we'd booked a four night speciality package mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. from from that point of view when we went before we'd gone on board because we do like we do like our dining so mm-hmm. we only um we did breakfast and and lunches if we were on board uh in the the buffet area and i have to mm-hmm. say that was 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 great quality um everything was being served to you so certainly no serve yourself um yep. which i i was absolutely fine with some people yeah. i think think it's a it's a restriction but um <laughs> having i have to yeah. say great staff serving you is uh, was never a problem in in, in yeah. from my point of view um food quality in there was was excellent there was also you had to search hard to find it there was also a, a pizza area a little bit further around the back um which mm-hmm. i think a lot of people actually missed um okay. but in in general great quality in there and then yes. from a speciality point of view uh, first night we did uh, the Eden restaurant, which mm-hmm. uh, I have to say was spectacular. I mean, just a, a lovely place. You're sitting there um, watching the wake um, from your table. Um, we had 
amazing service in there great food it's an open kitchen so you can see it all being cooked um some some really nice variations um and and different sort of meals that you certainly wouldn't get anywhere else on the, on the ship some certainly local cuisine and great fresh fish and and, and that side of things and uh, you know a, a brilliant waiter who sort of basically ended up you know serving us four starters and three main courses because we couldn't make up our mind <laughs> that's a great thing about a cruise of course <laughs> yes and, and we, just so with then, the dining in there is the kind of theme of the menu mediterranean or is that just does it depend on the destination that you're in i think they they do certainly change it around depending depending on the destination they're they're, they're certainly trying to well it's certainly not vegetarian or anything like that but they're, they're, they're basically it's a restaurant that's really focusing on quality of the products and mm. yes certainly certainly trying to build on wherever the, the ship is located um mm. and and just sort of yeah certainly some some very some very different i mean we had uh, some uh uh, goat's milk gnocchi which was um which was something i've i've certainly never never found before and they were absolutely mm. stunning amongst amongst many other things that we had that night <laughs> <laughs> fantastic so that's the first of the speciality uh, where are off to next um we then we did um uh the the steakhouse um mm -hmm. so that was certainly you know usual quality on on a cruise ship so fanta mm -hmm. fantastic steaks um we then decided to do a le Pucci chef um which was our first time doing that and um it was i found that the the, the presentation and the way it works um, is is absolutely astounding, and and when you mm -hmm. actually sort of watch uh, the, the 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 projection and everything they can do on the table, it's absolutely fantastic. Food quality in there, I found was 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 fine, but not exceptional. Um, yeah. I thought they could have maybe stepped that up a little bit. Um, and then we got on to our um, meal on the edge, which was probably the most interesting experience we had <laughs> now for the listeners just first of all just explain what edge is because for if they're not familiar with celebrity in this new class of vessel um edge is of course the the bright orange platform that sits on one side of the ship and uh, does move but it doesn't move with guests in, in general that's right yeah so it's it's a sort of a, a movable deck that can basically be positioned um at the top of the ship and normally sort of operates as a as a bar when it's in that position um mm. and then they can drop it down to deck five to be an extension of the the speciality restaurant called raw on five mm. and then they can also drop it down to deck two and use it as a as a tender platform and i have to say it works brilliantly as a tender platform i mean certainly having somewhere where you can get right close to the ship that's not bobbing around as the yeah. usual kind of floating pontoons are um yeah. it, it's it's a brilliant concept but uh once per cruise in the case of our cruise they um uh, they use it for um what what would be the ultimate dining experience usually on on board the ship so um you know an incredibly high-end meal including mm -hmm. you know, crab and lobster and, and and an amazing sort of uh, fruit de mer and uh, um you know just so basically the best that the ship can offer and is that in the position of deck five alongside uh, the sushi area was that uh, no, that was up on deck 15. So, oh, okay. um, yeah. yes, which 
may also not have helped the situation that, that, that happened. So it turned out to be, it was a formal night. So mm-hmm. um, my wife had been and had her hair done. And uh, certainly uh, um, we, we love formal nights. So uh, I was in a dinner jacket, dinner jacket and bow tie. Yep. And uh, my wife had a fantastic dress on. And um, we, we, we turned up at 7.30 at our, at our appointed time. And, and the ship had just left sort of harbour. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was full. I mean, there were certainly plenty of people uh, up there, including some some other people that we'd got to know during the cruise. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, within five or ten minutes of of sitting down, it just started to get incredibly windy. Um, the ship was obviously picking up in in speed, so that it was up to um, you know the best part of twenty knots. Um, <laughs> plus, I think it was a little windy. And uh, and although the ends of the um, of the, the 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 deck are are sort of covered with glass of the side is is completely open um mm-hmm. and it was just incredibly windy to the extent where it it, it just in in our view just started to get a bit dangerous um yeah. the i mean the people next to us you know they they put their wine glass down on on their table and it and it blew over and at one point one then blew over and and actually smashed onto the floor um the people behind us were being served wine and and just the process of trying to get it from the wine bottle into <laughs> the wine glass it actually blew into their face um and and you know you were having to hold on to things on the table it was it, it was sort of starting to get sort of in in our view sort of bordering on on dangerous mm-hmm. and um the the hair that my wife had just spent 50 dollars on was obviously non-existent <laughs> within two minutes um oh, so, but they they were they were great as as always. You know, we we sort of went up and spoke to the maitre d, and she mm-hmm. she was was excellent, and she said no, completely understand. And, and we did this before we we'd started having the food service. They were just about to to open yeah. our wine, and and we just said, look, I think. I think you know, in our we'll view, <laughs> yeah, we're we're not going to enjoy this, and uh, uh, and they were great, and, and and then at that point, one of the really big hand sanitizer things blew over and oh, wow. smashed onto the floor. So it was getting, it was certainly yeah. not the experience they wanted to present. I don't think, and uh, yeah. um, but certainly something to bear in mind if you're booking it because it's it's not not a cheap experience, and uh-huh. uh, uh, and certainly. It must work in some ports and some locations, but uh, I think uh, that night was not its uh, not it at its finest, shall we say? <laughs> and given that it was a seven night cruise, they probably didn't have a chance to reschedule it. I'm guessing they didn't. No, no. So that was the the one night, and I think some people did did stick it out. I think if you were sort of towards the end where it was more enclosed, I think yeah. um, I think those people probably were able to to stick with it. But uh, right. certainly, if you were in the in the middle area, um, yeah, it was not for the faint hearted. Put it that way. But they were they were great. They they basically arranged for us to go straight down to the um, to the steak restaurant, and uh, we ended up just having a a main course in there. So um, you okay. know they they did everything they could for us. And I have to say they, I mean, my wife obviously had a a, a discussion at guest services about it, just a to make sure we weren't going to get charged for it, and yeah. uh, and and they couldn't do enough for us, and ended up um arranging for another couple of meals in speciality restaurants for us free of charge and also sent some some wine to the room so you know incredible service as always you know yeah. i i always say to anybody if they've got a problem on board talk to somebody about it and and yeah. then you know uh, normally you'd be uh, i think very pleased with the results 
Yeah, a lot of people let it fester and it builds in their head to be even bigger than it was originally and, and never the cruise line uh, never gets a chance to, to put it right and rectify it. So, so yeah, speak out yes. and let people know in yeah, the nicest abs- possible absolutely. way. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so I think that was three. Was there a fourth speciality that we, we've missed? Or? Um, yeah, so we... Um, so... Well, well, what did we do? Yes, yeah, so we so we ended up doing the steak restaurant twice, uh, and then we did the rooftop garden um, as well, and we did we ended up doing Eden twice as well. But the rooftop okay. garden is sort of mainly sort of barbecue food and chicken, those sorts of things. So I guess catering maybe slightly to the to the American market, but certainly mm-hmm. excellent food. Um, probably. You know, you would say not quite as high end as some of the other places, but it's not trying to be either. Um, yeah. But certainly for yeah. the food that they're serving, excellent quality. I mean, all the people in the tables around us seem to yeah. be really enjoying you know, the barbecue type of food, which is not my favorite type of food, I have to say, but uh, yeah. I still had a great meal there. Okay. And if you had to choose one as being your standout favorite, would there be one that was uh, calling you back time and time again? I think for for us certainly Eden delivered the yeah by far and away the the, the best sort of experience both with the location of the restaurant um, the service that we had the, the the difference in food we were able to be you know a little bit experimental with with some of the things that maybe we wouldn't normally get yeah. anywhere else uh, and just that great balance of of location quality service that that uh, you know you, you can really enjoy on a, on a cruise ship. Fantastic news. Now, uh, let's move into destination. Uh, So the Seven Night Cruise saw you going to a variety of destinations, including uh, from Athens through to Dubrovnik, Rhodes, Santorini and Mykonos. Let's take each port uh, one at a time and uh, let us know what you did, whether it was an organized activity, whether you wandered off and did your own thing. And I'm also keen to know if you did use the tenders, because I believe the tenders on this particular class of ship are something uh, spectacular. They are. I mean, we didn't actually ever get a chance to go on board the the cruise ship tenders. We did tender in in, in one of the ports, but um, they'd uh, in Santorini. But they'd obviously had an arrangement with um, right. with Santorini, and and, uh, and they use their own own ships, uh, you know, from the port for that. Mm-hmm. But um, starting from the top in Dubrovnik, we we'd arranged a um, a private sort of walking tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so we uh, basically sort of met about nine o'clock, and it included going up the the cable car that's in Dubrovnik. So oh, yeah, we yeah. went we went up on that, and uh, obviously had great views of of the city and and the the islands uh, surrounding it. Um, and then back down. Um, and obviously, they, they, it looks as though they sold the tour in two halves. Um, we'd booked sort of the cable car and then the walking tour around the city. And um, mm-hmm. and so we picked up a few more people and then did the, the city walking tour. It was very interesting in Dubrovnik that there was a, an MSC ship in as well. And I think on okay. MSC, you had to do a um, an MSC tour or you couldn't get off, off the ship. Um, yeah. So there were very large um sort of and, and and many groups uh going around going around the city with with msc um because i guess it was the only way they could they could get off so mm-hmm. city mm-hmm. city area was was certainly quite busy but uh, uh obviously plenty of people picking out the game of thrones um <laughs> uh sort of locations um but in in general we you know we did about four hours of of walking and then sort of ended up just going back to the ship and, and enjoying the sort of mid mid to late afternoon afternoon on the ship 
Yeah, no, fabulous. Um, next, I think you were in Rhodes. Yes, and there we literally just decided to um, we we'd done some research um, beforehand and found somebody had had sort of um, done. A, done a map and and sort of just a walking tour of going around going around the city because literally it's it's a five minute walk from where we were docked so uh we literally just got off there and uh and sort of used used our research and just sort of followed this map that somebody else had done walking around walking around the city so that was just a, a private one ourselves and that was Rhodes old town of course it was yes yeah yeah that's a beautiful spot um next you went off to uh, Santorini we did. Um, we decided to take the cable car up rather than um, risking the donkeys. Um, <laughs> uh, so there is a, a very steep sort of path up from the uh, um, the area where you're dropped off um, uh, to get up to sort of um, the, the the main sort of town. Um, and uh, and certainly you've got the choice of walking, but you're walking along the path of where the donkeys walk, um, or the cable car. And certainly we we decided to opt for the for the safer option, I think. <laughs> um, and then we we decided to actually uh, rent a, a quad bike for the day. Um, oh, yeah. So we were met by the people that um, that we'd met the uh, that we'd rented it from, and um, after a, a quick safety demonstration, we were off. And, and I think it's it, it's a great way to sort of see see the island at your own pace. Um, yeah. You know, we were able to cover all of the main sort of um, tourist spots in 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 one day, and uh, and stop at a couple of wineries along the way for um, for a couple of tastings. So um, you know, a great balance uh, of sort of being able to work at our own pace because we do certainly find that sometimes if you do the the cruise ship tours you, you you're yeah. always moving at the slowest person's pace um <laughs> and uh we're, we're we're not quite at that level yet shall we say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and were you lucky enough to be in santorini for sunsets we, I mean, we from a timing point of view, we certainly were. Um, uh, obviously, the, we'd been told the, I mean, the the main the main town where everybody goes to watch the sunset is about yeah. sort of a a forty minute um, sort of thirty probably maybe thirty minute drive from from the from the the tender port. So, um, and we've been told it was still even at, you know um, even in current times getting incredibly busy. So um, having already visited there we decided to go back to the ship and and we watched the sunset on the sunset bar and (laughs) uh and one of the one of the crew actually was ended up um was was proposing to um to um his girlfriend um as the sun was going down in the sunset bar and the uh, the cruise director was there and uh, it would obviously be a little bit of a setup and so that was quite nice yeah beautiful and then your last port of call uh, was mykonos it was and Mykonos um, still had some restrictions in pace insofar as we did have to do a, a cruise ship tour there. So mm-hmm. we'd um, we'd booked just to go to Delos, which is the, uh, the 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 large island with all the ruins on board. It's basically a a, a whole sort of town in you know now in now in ruins, but supposed to have been the birthplace of of Apollo. And it's a it's mm-hmm. yeah it's a UNESCO site and uh, the amazing terrace of the lions that's there there so uh yeah we we just did that and then obviously basically you had to go straight back to the ship afterwards so that was the the main bit that we did in Mykonos okay just out of interest have you been to Mykonos before 
I haven't, no. So okay. um, uh, so obviously we did miss out on exploring the island a little bit more. Yeah. And, and I have to say, I think the cruise ship could have done a little more just to make sure that people understood that that, that there was some restrictions in place because um, certainly there seemed to be some debate as to whether there was or wasn't. And uh, right. they didn't sort of ever formally announce it so i mean there was people on the tour that thought they were going to be able to then go off and explore afterwards and uh you know were, were a little frustrated that maybe that wasn't going to be the case yeah yeah fair enough um and if any of those particular places stood out as a, a must-go destination or somewhere that you want to go back to a second time would any uh anyone stand out in particular I mean, I think Santorini was just absolutely gorgeous as, as an island. Um, you know, so much to sort of see and do there. And, uh, um, yeah, so that would certainly be somewhere we'd be happy to go back to. Um, but to be honest, um, any, any Mediterranean islands, um, given the <laughs> fact that we we obviously normally get the cooler weather up in, in the UK, um, are, are always fine by us. Yeah, exactly. Can't beat a med cruise, in my opinion. Um, now, I always have uh, the belief that a really, really good cruise director or entertainment director, depending on what cruise line you're on, um, really can elevate your cruise level to the next level. Did you meet or experience the, the cruise director and did they uh, uh, elevate it to a different level or did that not interest you at all? Um, I have to say, we normally um, do end up making making Facebook friends with most of the cruise directors okay. that, that on, on the ships that we go on. But um on this particular one um both the cruise director and i would have to say the the captain were very conspicuous by their yeah certainly i think sometimes you know you just happen to miss some of the events that where yeah. the, where they are um but certainly i think we only we only actually saw him twice certainly you, there was no announcements during the day as to what was happening or or right. sort of presentations there was the the normal sort of um tv program that was that was sort of rolling on the uh, on the televisions but um yeah this is probably our one of our first cruises where we didn't really sort of um really interact with the the cruise director very much at all um yes you know, we've, we've done cruises before we've ended up meeting them meeting them sort of uh, uh on shore and, and having a yeah. drink and all sorts so um yeah but uh, that's not to say it was it was a it was he, he was lacking in his skills it may have just been that in this particular yeah, sure. cruise we didn't we didn't see them as um as, as much as we would normally expect to um and uh, certainly the captain um was was very lacking in his interaction i think with the guests compared to again a lot of the cruises very few announcements um certainly probably not quite the same experience you might get say with captain kate on on, on i was just about to say the complete sounds like the complete opposite to captain kate but then how can you compete with captain kate when she's uh, so visible and so out there on the social media and things um if you had to pick one particular place on board the ship as your your space that you would go back to time and time again, is there a particular place on board? I know it always sounds really bad, but I mean, I have to say the Martini Bar, the staff there were were <laughs> absolutely stunning. I mean, we we do uh, enjoy a drink without going to excess, and and just the the location of it, it it's sort of um, uh, you know, it, it it's an open area, so it's about sort of three four decks high where it is, and they mm-hmm. have this amazing sort of art sculpture above it, which has lights that, uh, and they do a show sort of twice a night where. Um, 
you know, the, this music playing and they, the, the bar staff do this um, amazing show. But their attention to detail there was was fantastic, always making you feel welcome. Just, just you know, incredibly skillful mixologists, always yeah. happy to try and create something new for you to, for you to try, be it alcoholic or, or non-alcoholic, <laughs> and, and just sort of an amazing atmosphere. So that was somewhere where we certainly gravitated towards a, a, of an evening sort of in between shows and things and we were always made to feel incredibly welcome and and as always on a cruise met some some amazing people there which is what it's all about then you just reminded me martini as i had a conversation with an, a, an executive from uh, celebrity cruises down here in australia who told me that there's a a new martini on board the kale martini which i found find intriguing did you try it at all did you hear about it um i have to say i didn't know um my my wife tried it because of the new james bond film coming out my wife tried a, oh, yeah. a, a vespa um oh, yeah. and uh, and decided that was a little strong for her but um um but no, there was certainly some 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 very creative drinks being made but uh, i didn't try that particular one I have to say. <laughs> next time there's always a next yes. time <laughs> now we do know that not only captain kate uh, some of the executives of uh, celebrity do listen to the podcast so if you had a message just to get back to to the crew on board to to be good bad or indifferent have you got anything you'd like to share with them i mean it was it was i have to say it was an amazing crew great to be back on board and, and you know certainly the protocols that they would put in place just made you feel incredibly safe and and my, my certainly you know my my advice to anybody is that you know as and when you know the opportunity is there get back on board a cruise ship because they are doing everything they can to make you feel a very special and, and, and be very safe and uh, um, you know as a ship it's absolutely stunning certainly you know it's I, I think from our point of view it's the nicest ship we've been on and we've we've done we've done Cunard and Princess as well and yep. um, and, and uh, you know they've done a knockout job with it um, yeah as I say, the the captain could do with being a little bit more sort of interactive and personable. That's the only probably criticism I would have, which uh, given given everything that we experienced on board is uh, is a very minor thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And out of interest, do you have any other cruises booked for the, the not too distant future? We we're just in the process of deciding deciding our next choice. We we did the took the opportunity to put a deposit down on board, but it's an open deposit, and yeah. uh, just trying to decide whether we're going to go back and try and do a, um, a Caribbean one next year for, for the one that we had to cancel for this year, um, mm-hmm. or quite where else in the world we fancy going. But certainly, um, I think the choice is going to be um, you know an edge class ship if we can, because uh, yeah. they've certainly set an incredibly high standard that we would like to continue to use well they've already started teasing us with what will happen on beyond so i'm sure everything that you loved about uh, this particular ship will be elevated to the next level on beyond uh, as well so uh, you can have a, a bit of choice out there yes well and captain kate's taking over so yes. um yeah as soon as we saw that we were i have to say we were that evening we were sitting there trying to decide if there was uh, <laughs> if there was something we fancied <laughs> Fair enough. (laughs) Neil, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you, my friend. Uh, Thank you very, very much for getting in touch with us via the website. And thank you very much for sharing your your recent experience. And of course, you are always welcome on the show anytime you uh, get to travel and want to share your, your cruise experience. Thanks again. That's my pleasure. Well, thanks for everything you everything you do for for cruises, Baz. And uh, you know, certainly as a as an avid listener, we'll uh, look forward to hopefully speaking to you again soon. Sounds great. Thanks again.
Now, if just like Neil, you have recently been on a cruise or you have a cruise planned that you would like to share with uh, myself and the listeners, I'd be very grateful to hear from you. Simply jump on the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com, in the top right-hand corner, click on Join the Show, and uh, share the the cruise line, the cruise ship, and the itinerary with me, and I'll get back in touch with you. doesn't have to be anything exotic. doesn't have to be anything uh, too unusual. In fact, every cruise experience is uh, very, very welcome, and uh, our listeners really do enjoy listening to them, so uh, please do get in touch. That website, again, thebigcruisepodcast.com, in the top right-hand corner, click on Join the Show, and uh, send through all of those details. And equally, if you've got a question for myself, for Chris that's how you send it through as well now until next episode stay safe travel safe and uh, join us in episode 79 that's all for today if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts or wherever you find your favourite podcasts until next time bon voyage Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.